fellow adventurers. Welcome to a Nat One Life podcast series called Homebrew Heals. Here, my sister Amanda and I will talk about our different journeys we have taken or are still on to resolve our medical issues. From gut issues to skin issues, we have experienced a lot in our 30 years. We do not have any medical backgrounds, but feel we have rolled high enough in our investigation and health checks and want to share our experiences with you. So come along this journey with us and see what we discover together. Journey with us and start to find your way through this net one night. So Sarah, mm-hmm. I was researching some quotes um, about therapy yeah. and I came across this one um, and it's not accredited to anybody specific, but it says that mental strength is not the ability to stay out of the darkness. It's the ability to sit present in the darkness, knowing that the light will shine again. Mm, I love that. Uh, So when you're in the dark or even when you're in the light or working your way through the light toward it, whatever, Mm -hmm. do you feel like you, everybody should have a therapist to help them and guide them? Honestly, as I get older, it's shifting more and more to a yes. Um, Do you think that's because as you get older, you have more and more years under your belt of problems to process through? <laughs> right? No, no. Like, that would make sense, right? Like, it, the longer you live, the more chances you have of having issues or what have you. But... No, it honestly, it's because it's more wisdom gained in regards to mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, especially from doing this podcast and doing this research, like my mind is opening about how anybody at any age should or can have somebody to talk to mm-hmm. and Without it's judgment right exactly that's, that's key yeah and that's where I think people that's where I think I've struggled in the past is like well I have friends I have sisters I have yada 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 well those people are so ingrained in your everyday life or your day-to-day life that they have their own bias when it comes to mm-hmm. you when it comes to your actions when it you know whatever the case may be and We may hate to think that, but they may say, oh, you know, no judgment, but blah, 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 blah. There's Mm -hmm. usually some judgment or maybe they'll not judge you on certain things, but you can't really be 100% honest with them. Um, Or even if you can be 100% honest with them, you're not going to get an unbiased answer. Well, and I also think about how if it's somebody that's too close to you, then it's almost like they have tunnel vision on you, right? Like, they know certain things that you have let them know or have let them see, or maybe, you know, they've seen uh, you in, like, I want to, it's almost like the people that you allow to see in your pajamas, right? Like, (laughs) Who you're most comfortable to be around, but it causes a tunnel vision because that's what they're relying on instead of like 
information that maybe they either forgot or that you haven't mentioned before. Right. Or um, they haven't just a different perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. Like an outsider's perspective. Um, And so. I it's hard for me to answer this question with like a resounding. Yes, everybody should be in therapy because I also understand the reality is of trying to find a therapist of trying to pay for therapy of all of those things. So my answer to the question of when we thought about this, should everybody be in therapy was yeah. If we had social programs that allowed everybody to be in therapy, regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of, um, you know, time availability, all of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who wouldn't love to have a person to talk to that will help guide you through some of life's hardest moments, some of life's happiest moments, or even when you're just in a time where you're like, I think everything's going well, but maybe I could work on myself or maybe I could work on something. Because as humans, we usually strive to have a project of some kind going on. A goal. An objective or a goal. Uh, We don't do well when we're not working towards something. Mm-hmm. When we're Even if it's our just, own devices. <laughs> right. I mean, that's where depression and things like that can creep in because you're just doing like the mundane day to day without working towards something. Even if that something is like, I'm going to pay off my house or mm-hmm. I'm whatever the case may be. We're trying to do something. And so sometimes we need a little help analyzing what that something should be. Well, and it kind of that kind of makes sense as well. If you think about some of the like top things that uh, a therapist might say to somebody who's experiencing depression or anxiety is, well, let's set a small goal. Like you weren't able to get out of bed. How about the goal is just to like get your feet out of the bed and place them on the ground. You know, like it's a goal. It doesn't matter like how small or how big it is. As long as there's something, um, that's what we strive for. Right. Yeah. And um, so I did find some information about reasons that may you may think about giving therapy a try. And I found an article on Forbes and it was um, really kind of interesting um, because it was a different way to think about therapy. Because um, a lot of times I think there's a stigma that... Like we were talking about people like, oh, you must have, you must be crazy. Mm -hmm. Or you're having some kind of episode in your life or something traumatic happened. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, those are great reasons for therapy. But there's other reasons to Mm -hmm. go to therapy. Um, And some of those um, kind of made me laugh. Okay. So I took this one. I, I don't know if you went that path with your research. No, so with my research, I was more focused on like what is what is the medical industry saying when it's appropriate to seek help, or when they push for people to see um, Mm. a psychologist versus a psychiatrist, and like the difference between each field and what have you. So that's the route that I took. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So. Hit me with what you got then, and then I'll follow it up with some intriguing reasons 
sure, sure. For this Forbes article to maybe think about therapy. So for uh, the research that I found, um, ultimately they say that um, really it's okay for anybody to seek uh, some sort of counselor or uh, somebody to talk to. It does not have to be anything significant in your life. However, the small list that I found was um, if you're experiencing loss of any kind, uh, stress or anxiety, depression, uh, more serious situations, if you have phobias, habits or addictions, mental disorders, um, but they're also there for just your normal family and relationship status, uh, mental clarity, which is the one that I really liked. And um, so they, the research that I found, it does support that um, anybody at any time should or can healthily speak to another person in regards to their lives. Um, whether or not there is a difference in their title, yes, um, there is a difference. And I think we've mentioned this before um, towards the beginning of this podcast, but essentially, like, I mainly looked at the difference between a psychiatrist and psychologist. Mm -hmm. um, so psychiatrists are trained medical doctors. They can prescribe yep. medications. And, um, and that's kind of like their main focus is treatment with medication, right? Or managing it. Psychologists focus more on psychotherapy and treating emotional and mental suffering. And those um, are the talk therapists that you would yes. see most. The one, the shrinks, you know, going to go get your head shrunk. So that's, that's, um, so if you are looking to, seek somebody to speak with and you're looking online and you're trying to think of like verbiage to use just relate psychiatrist is for medicine psychologist is for emotion and counselors are also neither psychologists or psychiatrists just correct. FYI. yes so, this is correct yep and a lot of practices will have all of those so they'll have a psychiatrist for helping to manage the medication but the psychiatrist will require that you work with the psychologist or counselors in the group mm -hmm. for the talk therapy. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's like the cost of shit can kind of get out of control. But so what did you work together? What was your research? Oh. What was your <clears throat> list? Let's hear. So it. I was really thinking more, you know, I, I when I started doing the research, I had a hard time finding any reasons why somebody wouldn't benefit from therapy sure. yeah so I went more the path of okay let's think about somebody that's really reluctant to therapy so mm -hmm. somebody like our husbands mm -hmm. yeah like perfect okay therapy would like never be their option and nope. it would only be the option if they were gonna like die <laughs> and really then it would still be up for conversation it's questionable yeah so what would intrigue somebody to go see a therapist if they were really reluctant? Um, and so one was sex therapy. Oh. Okay. So sex therapy is a very specialized type of psychotherapy. And um, it helps address concerns about sex and intimacy. Uh, for a couple 
And so it's a really good way to help talk through if anybody's ever had like sexual trauma in their past Mm. and are having issues like enjoying or whatever, whatever your kind of issues in the bedroom, then you can go to a sex therapist and it's like a couple of therapists that specializes in sex and helping work through those issues. Um, So there are very specialized doctors out there, I guess is kind of my point uh, so, when it comes I, to therapy. I don't know how much research into that specifically you looked into, but I have a serious question. Yeah. Do they also help like with positioning? Yeah. So they have um, specialists that specialize in like painful intercourse trying to reach orgasm it's not just talk therapy um and so it's not so much like you they're there and you're actually doing this but you're talking through like with your clothes on things like that like different ways um it also helps people if you are in um and this is something that i've thought about as Paul and I get older, I have chronic back problems and my sciatica is becoming more and more of an issue as well as some arthritis. And so helping with positioning as you age so that you can still have an active sex life, that's nice. not painful. Um, but if you're having difficulty like me, I'm in menopause right now, right? Because of surgeries and things like that. I'm in menopause at a very early age. So it would be if I was having problems like with um getting aroused or um even thinking about sex or getting having sex on the brain it mm-hmm. might be something that i could go to therapy sex therapy about because it was a change like a shift in my behavior and i'm having trouble understanding it and probably my partner would be as well like right. all of a sudden this like it overnight is different well yeah because overnight the hormones were completely removed from my body for mm-hmm. that specific act so Sex therapy, totally something um, I think couples should look into, especially if you're going through any significant, like, phase of life changes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, Also, the fact that therapy works better over time. So, yes, talking to somebody and building a relationship with a therapist will... As humans, we have to build trust. And Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things where it might feel uncomfortable at first, but over time, you will develop more of a rapport with your therapist and they'll get to know you a little bit more and they'll get to understand your behavior more and be able to help you through things. So, yeah, this is not a when we're talking about seeking like a counselor or therapy or what have you, we're not talking about a one and done situation. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Most likely this will be something that lasts for a very lengthy period of time. And that doesn't mean to say that you guys are going to be going on a daily basis. But maybe it's like you go once a month. Yeah, exactly. Every week. Like it doesn't have to be something crazy. Um, But if you're experiencing any type of physical issues that um, are not explained by a medical reason um, from like something going on in your body or happening to your body um therapy may be able to assist with helping to treat that um Hmm. we actually there's specific kinds of therapists that work you through um discussions to find if you're keeping any type of trauma trapped in your body 
So if you're having like pain somewhere and it's a really crazy process, just look into it. But sometimes the pain that we're having in our body can be um, a result of psychological trauma that happened in the past. And you can see a therapist to help you relieve that physical ailment. Man, bodies are weird. Bodies are very weird. Um, Now, these were the ones that I was laughing at. Okay. If you're like, fuck that, I don't care, I'm awesome, I'm Kanye, you know, whatever the case may be, um, then you might want to see a therapist just because it would help you learn more about how other people work. So it might help you understand yourself, but if you're like, I'm all that, you know, and a bag of potato chips, then how you see the world, and you can even talk to your therapist about other people's behavior. So, hey, therapist, you know, I was talking to Paul the other day and this, this and this happened and he said this. And I just don't understand why he's feeling that way. Mm. You can talk about their behavior and help to learn about human behavior from your therapist because they they went to school for that shit. You know, they know. And so you basically get into hypothetical psychoanalytical conversations. That is really interesting. I never would have thought about it from that aspect. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, If you're a person that is very passive aggressive, you can unpack that with a therapist. And you might find out that you're holding on to anger um, from some shit that happened in your past and be able to let it go. Um, Because passive aggressive behavior can impact like work environments, you know, things like that. Because you're just like, It's just, I am a person that is like that a little bit. So it's just kind of ingrained Mm -hmm. and you have to really think about why am I acting that way? Like Mm -hmm. what happened to me that I feel the need to, to act in that behavior. So um, I actually, that's funny that you bring that up because recently um, with my eight-year-old son, he, he did something, um, Oh God, I can't remember. But I, I asked him, I was like, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, no, I am. And I was like, I reeled it in. I was like, cause at first I was upset about the situation, but then I realized that no, this needs to be like a learning moment for him. And so I reeled it in and I'm like, no, honey, I want you to honestly think and like inside yourself why did you choose to do that? And I'm like, you can think about it. You don't have to give me an answer right away, but I truly do want you to think upon your actions. Like, I don't know. It's one of those things where it, it like it clicked in my mind in that moment. I'm like, he may not honestly know. Like it, it was just something that it was a reaction mm-hmm. and we have to be careful of how we react. And so yeah. I don't want him to like, grew up thinking that reaction was okay or that it got a minimal um minimal response back right well and to think through the consequences of your actions exactly like, like um the perfect i had an example with tim my son the other day um where he ate all of my oat ice cream oh um, my god yeah so now number one i don't like ice cream To begin Mm -hmm. with. Number two, I was struggling with finding sweet stuff because I'm not supposed to be eating gluten, which is one of the hard things I've been trying to cut out. Listen Mm -hmm. to Loot the Booty if you want more information. 
So I go to get my sweet ice cream. Again, not my favorite choice of sweet thing, but it was like the ingredient list, minimal, all these things. Perfect for me. And it's fucking gone. And it's in the trash can, empty. And I'm like, Tim, you fucking ate my, you ate my oat ice cream. So I'm having a response because I'm angry. Mm-hmm. And I asked him why. And he said he doesn't know. And I go, no, like, we need to talk about your behavior because th- your brain went through this process. Open right. drawer. See ice cream container. See top of ice cream container that has the word oat, oat. on it. <laughs> In bold black letters. Mm -hmm. You then make the choice to still pick that up. You make the choice to get a spoon. You make the choice to open it. You make the choice to scoop it out. You make the choice to put it in your mouth. And to eat more, like not just one bite, but to finish it it. off. Yep. And I, I, it was like barely gone and it was only a pint, but like (laughs) it was my pint. Yeah. So. I tell him this and I'm not a nice, I'm not nice when I get like that anyway. So I tell him this information and he just kept saying, like, I just didn't think about it. Now he does have severe ADHD and all of that stuff, but that doesn't excuse away the behavior because part of therapy for ADHD is that cognitive behavioral therapy that helps you stop it when you're in the moment and analyze your decision-making. Right. Okay. And so none of that happened anyway. Like, and he knew he got upset as soon as I found it. And I was like, you're upset because you know, you made all of those decisions Mm -hmm. and still chose to do it. Like these, the consequences for your actions did not outweigh Mm -hmm. what you wanted out of that moment. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Having that ice cream. So, um, so back to that point, it helps (laughs) you analyze that behavior is that what we were talking about jesus yeah so we were talking about um no don't just like push away the passive aggressive right like you're going you're allowed to like not only like you're allowed to ask about other people with your therapist but you're also able to like look internally at your own actions yeah um the next one was something that i could totally see myself doing um is if you have a problem or a project you're working on and you've been turning it over and over and over again in your head go see a therapist they may help give the problem shape and they may help you think of things from a different perspective that you never did so that you can work through the problem or the project easier without feeling angry frustrated or sad or anxious i love that idea right that's amazing i'm like so I'm not the problem or the project. I have a problem or a project I'm working on. Yes. Does that make sense? So it's like a different way of thinking. It's not really therapy. It's like, I just need somebody else to talk through this project with. Well, in in all honesty, thinking about small business, like if I would have, I've had so many different business ideas because of my background and just like I went to school for fashion design. So my first goal in life when I was in high school was I'm going to be a fashion designer and have my own company. 
I it may have been helpful to talk to somebody like even if it was the school counselor about, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think that entails? They would have been able to tell me so much information that I should have known back then, but I only found out until later. Exactly. God. Wisdom. Right. So the other one that um, I liked that would help our fellow friends out there with anxiety um, is helping you deal with future curveballs. So let's say mm-hmm. right now you feel like I my life right now is pretty good. I have a little bit of anxiety, but I don't want to talk about my anxiety. But what I want is somebody that's maybe going to help me work through this change that I see coming up in my life. So yeah. Maybe, um, like, here's a great example. Right now, my daughter's graduating high school and will be moving out soon. So we have a big shift in our life that's coming up, and so does she. But right now, it's not happening, but I know I might be having anxiety about it soon. So Mm -hmm. you can go to a therapist and say, hey, you know, I'm good right now, but what would you do if you were in this position to prepare Mm-hmm. For what's about to happen. And all of a sudden they're like a coach, like a life coach almost to help you get through what you're about to go through, but not what, not when you're in crisis or after a crisis. Mm-hmm. So preparing right. you for crisis, <laughs> crisis preparation. Um, <laughs> but you, you know that these life events are going to happen. Like in parenting, I think is one that has like a natural transition, right? Yeah. They, yeah. They, become adults um, and move out of the house. And so at that point, you may be like looking at your life and thinking, what is my life going to look like now? And they can help you shape that. So you don't have to be having a mental breakdown to need therapy. Was that all on your, uh, anything else on your list or was that it? Um, there were several other things, you know, it does actually rewire your brain. Um, there's been scientific studies that show if you continue to go to um, therapy, that your brain will actually get rewired in terms of how your prefrontal cortex, um, hippocampus and amygdala all work together. Um, and so you don't have so many worry thoughts because you are developing tools and rewiring, rewiring your brain to of how you think about and process certain things. Um, you can save money on alcohol because you won't be drinking as much because you won't need to self-medicate. Um, right. Yep. And then the last one I thought was really cool, especially if you're a parent, is that if you're in therapy, you can help model behavior for your children that will help them further their mental health so that by the time that they're adults, they're not working on things that you've already worked on. They're working on other things because you've already taught them through modeling behavior, the skills that they need. I absolutely love that concept. And that is something that like I think about on a regular basis, honestly, but not necessarily in regards to like therapy um but just like in in so many different circumstances as if I like teach my son this now he Mm -hmm. will know it from an early age so Mm -hmm. therefore moving forward it won't be an obstacle that he'll need to cross like you can put that on a lot of different things so unfortunately you do have to prioritize what you believe should 
be knowledge that they have now versus knowledge that it's okay that they learn later. And there is like knowledge, obviously, that children can't even comprehend. And so you like for sure have to wait until they get to a certain experience level of life to understand what exactly you're talking about. But it's the difference between like my son trying to learn a different language now versus if he would have learned it uh, from the very beginning. Like if instead of teaching just English, if we taught both Spanish and English. So, yeah, I think about um, I am by no way a perfect parent. I don't think that exists. But one thing that I think I have done well is um, educate my children about sex. Mm -hmm. And it's not a popular way to educate them about sex the way that things that that I've done things. Um, But we don't sex shame. Basically, Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing in this house. Um, We don't say that sex should be saved for marriage. Like there's a lot of things that we do that are not traditional, I guess, is basically the best way to put it. But it's one of those skills that I think. I taught my children that they will not struggle the same way that I have seen so many people my age and younger struggle. Yeah. They will be able to communicate about sex with their partners and they will have a healthy outlook on what sex should be, not just for with another person, but with yourself. Um, well, and it's, it's all about safety too. Yep. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Sex, unfortunately can be a dangerous act if you're going into it with no knowledge. And right. and it's sad to say that. And people might think that, no, it's human nature and like we're animals. And but no, like it it can be extremely dangerous. And unfortunately, we have heard horror stories of people going into like their first time and the experience was by far not what it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. So um Anyway, but to your point, educating children through modeling behavior or through um, in ways that you're passing on wisdom versus like withholding wisdom and being like, well, you just got to learn for yourself. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? I'm more of a see, I told you so kind of person. <laughs> I gave you all the information you're going to fucking need. It's not my fault you didn't apply it. I love rubbing it in their faces. <laughs> Only if they come back and be like, well, why didn't, don't. I'll fucking say I didn't tell you. Oh told my you God. exactly what would happen if you put your hand on that stovetop. And what what did you do? Yeah, it, bur- it burned. Yes, it did. Yeah, I bet. Bet it fucking burned. Yeah. What the fuck did you think would happen? Anyway. <laughs> so ultimately, yes, everybody should seek somebody to talk to. Um, Make sure it is the right kind of uh, person that you're looking for, Mm -hmm. Uh, meaning not only their title, but also like get to know them. Make sure that they're the right style of conversationalist that you're seeking. Yeah. If I I, like I have to have a witty therapist. I can't have anybody that doesn't deal heavily in sarcasm. Right. That won't understand literally what you're saying. Right. And they'll be like, well, she said this. I'm like, well, I didn't mean that. I said it sarcastically. And then it's mm-hmm. like, well, you don't get dry humor. We can't be friends. <laughs> I can't talk to you. You're not, you're going to think everything I'm saying is literal. And it's yeah. not. It's all figured. Yep. 
I never say what I mean. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. So make sure they fit. I think that's important. And if they're a good therapist, they'll admit when it's not a good fit. Yeah. And make recommendations, hopefully, of somebody that may work for you. And um, we've mentioned it before, but there are also different apps on your phone that you can get as well. And let us know if you have any really intriguing or interesting ways that you've used therapy or you've known people that have used therapy um, to get them started, at least when they're reluctant. Let us know. I'd love to hear about it. If you're a therapist out there that plays D&D, please contact us. We would love to talk to you about how you would analyze people based on their D&D choices. Actually, I would also like to have a whole conversation with you about the like impact D can have yeah like escapism mm-hmm. yeah for sure thank you for listening we hope that you enjoyed this episode of pursuing your patronus and that it made you think a little bit about mental health and pursuing your own happiness and finding your ultimate patronus Make sure to stick with us here and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all those social media sites. And if you're enjoying your Pursuing Your Patronus podcast with us, you may also want to think about checking out our Loot the Booty series and also where we nerd out on YouTube. Expecto Patronum! Thank you.